This is Ed Pimley, and this is 5 More Minutes Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Shelley Moore. You're listening to the 5 More Minutes Podcast. It is Thanksgiving weekend, and if you have been following along with the podcast, you will know that this is like kind of like our one-year anniversary show. A year ago, we were in Prince Rupert, um, and I interviewed uh, Parker and Cruz, if you remember the two little muffins, that I talked to them about inclusion. And I talked to Parker's mom, Christine, and then Linda, who was a district administrator in Prince Rupert at the time. And, oh my goodness, look, it's been a year. Now, you'll probably also remember that that was the episode that I hadn't figured out the equipment yet. And the mic was on the floor, so it kind of sounds like we were talking through a tube. (laughs) Sorry. But the good news is, it's been a year, and now I know how to use my mic. So, uh, we've come a long way. Um, Okay, so this is Thanksgiving, and the other thing that I have to tell you (laughs) is that I forgot that it was Thanksgiving, so I'm like doing my calendar uh, like a year ago or less than a year ago, filling in my events, and then um, because we wanted to go back to Prince Rupert this year, and so we were looking at tickets, and I go to Jessica and my wife, I'm like, Jessica, um, what day do you want to go to Prince Rupert? And so we're looking at the calendar, and then I look, and I'm like, wait a second, I can't go to Prince Rupert, because I forgot that Thanksgiving was this weekend, and it's not Thanksgiving in the States. And so I ended up making a booking, uh, booking an event in Wisconsin on Monday. So <laughs> I totally forgot it was Thanksgiving. So I'll be spending Thanksgiving in Wisconsin, which you know what, if there's anything that's like, like next best thing to Canadian Thanksgiving, it is just being in Wisconsin in general, because Wisconsin is like, they're like honorary Canadians. They're just the loveliest people. I actually had a friend from Wisconsin, a uh, little shout out to ben, uh, to Jen and Ben, who came to visit. They were doing, um, Jen had an event here with Poppard. And so she's like, Shelly, I'm Jen from Wisconsin. Let's go for dinner. And so um, her and her husband and I had a lovely dinner this week at the Cactus Club. And um, I gave them all my secret tips of Vancouver. So they live just outside of Milwaukee and are lovely. So I just want to give a little shout out to them. And so then on Monday, I am hanging with a group um, and we are going to just learn everything about inclusion. And every time I go there, I'm blown away by just the incredible people that are there. And just they have such like perseverance and hope and just like the determination to make school better for all their kids so good job Wisconsin keep 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 fighting keep fighting um and then after Wisconsin I get to go um up back back home not home but like home to Canada and I'm working with uh, school districts and it's actually kind of a cool project I'll be working with some secondary schools over the year and we have a com- um, combination of some in-person and some virtual sessions but I was I was so I'm there on Wednesday but I was supposed to have another event on Tuesday that was canceled and this place that I'm going to in Ontario it's outside of Toronto, but the specific town that I'm going to, it's called Stratford. And if you know anything about Stratford, it's where RJB is from. So I'm going to go to the little like Justin Bieber star on the road. But the other thing that Stratford, Ontario is known for is its theater. So um, last time I was there, uh, everyone's just like, you got to go to a show. So it kind of worked out because um, for this day off, I got tickets to um, Billy Elliot, which uh, I've always wanted to see. And I can never get tickets to. So I'm just going to go on a Tuesday afternoon. I'll let you know how that goes. And then I get to spend the day with some incredible high school school teams. And if you know anything about me, you know that I just love high schools. So um, that's my week coming up, which I'm so excited about. 
Um, I also finally got a personal assistant because if any of you have tried to email me, you'll know that I can't get back to anyone. And so she's lovely and she's from Calgary. And so she, she's helping me with all my emails and my ticket bookings. But it was so funny because I made my... I made my tickets and my hotels for my last event in Cranbrook, and I went to the airport to fly home. I had no ticket. I had no hotel. So I think that it's it's very timely that Deborah has come on board, and we're starting to get a little Shelly Moore team, so a little shout-out to Deborah. Um, so, yeah, so that's my week coming up. Um, even though I'm missing Thanksgiving, though, I'm very lucky because uh, Jessica, <laughs> she felt pity on me and, and whipped up a little mini Thanksgiving dinner for me tonight, and so she's getting that ready. And then we're going to watch one of her, Halloween is one of her favorite holidays. So we're going to watch Coraline, Coraline, something, Tim Burton, whatever. Last night it was Sleepy Hollows. So we're doing the countdown to Halloween. I think she is, her and her buddies are going to be the Hocus Pocus witches. And I'm like, I totally want to be included. And so I'm going to be the cauldron. Yes the cauldron uh so <laughs> we are we are in the season my friends halloween full force so today on the show i have a very good friend his name is ed pimley and he is actually my personal trainer and what you're gonna find out about ed is i was trying to figure out who i could get on the show and then i was like oh man because ed ed <laughs> i've gone to many trainers in my day but you know, none of them are like Ed, and Ed has, is such a great example of someone who um, is has, has done all the things for me that I advocate for kids, which is, you know, find out find out people's strengths and build up, and you know, never I never feel like I can't do something. And so he, as I was trying to figure out who to be on the show, he really came to mind because if you watch the video released this week, it's about uh, the planning pyramid or the baked potato metaphor, and I'm like, Ed, you are the baked potato metaphor, like every. Everything we do, you start with the potato and add on. Um, I'm getting a lot of feedback from the baked potato and people are telling me their favorite parts and where they're laughing. And of course, I watched the video with them in mind and I just can't help but laugh it. So I'm glad that you find it funny. Um, it's one of my favorite videos I think that we've ever made. Even Paul was like, this one's my favorite. He loved, he loved the graphics that he had to make for it. So uh, this is Ed today, and he uh, I, I, I interviewed him right after my training session, <laughs> so uh, it's me and him and his giant Mastiff dog, um, Helen Archibald, who we're going to talk about a little bit, but uh, you're also going to feel like you're just hanging out with us because how we interact in the next kind of <laughs> second of the podcast is just how we interact in life. All we do is banter, and we kind of get back on track, but uh, it takes a while to get there. So you're going to hear all about... Oh, oh my goodness, we talk about tattoos, we talk about um, the BC Lions, we talk about little grommets, like you are in for a treat, my friend. So have a listen, listen to Ed, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you at the end. Hello, friends, we are here together. It is October the 3rd. Actually, I have a cousin whose birthday is today. So a little shout out to Sean Jensen. He is in Europe right now with his family. He's lovely. But back to the show. So I'm Shelly. Welcome. This is our first official podcast of the year. And I have a very, very special guest with me today. He's a good friend and makes me work hard. His name is Ed and he's my trainer. Ed, say hi. 
Hello, world. As you can tell, he has a little bit of an accent. That is not a party trick. No, it is a party trick. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Ed. Ed, why don't you say hi? Tell everybody about you. Hi, I am Ed. I'm from Australia, and I'm here with Shelly to talk some smack. I know. He totally. <laughs> I was sitting here because, um, Ed, you're not a teacher. No. No, but he is a trainer and almost a new dad. Almost. Almost. Ugh. We actually just finished training. We did. I There's was a so smell late. in here that nobody should be living. <laughs> and because to. I only have one mic, we're uncomfortably close. And I'm not a close person. <laughs> and I don't like boys, so <laughs> it makes it you should be in this room. Yeah, this is weird, not awful. Yeah. Okay, so I am with Ed, and uh, the reason why Ed is with me is because this podcast is following up the video um, that I hope everybody saw here. Um, it was the first video of the season about baked potatoes. You like mm. baked potatoes? My current meal plan, I ate 450 grams of potatoes. Good at the for end of the you. Day. Good for you. Well, Ed hasn't actually seen the video because we're filming this or we're recording this podcast before it's released. So I'm going to walk you through the potato <laughs> metaphor. But um, I was sitting here and I was thinking, I'm just like, oh, who can I get on the show? Who can I get on the show? But I'm, I'm realizing that's actually really handy to talk to people who actually aren't in education because more people than education are listening to this. And when you kind of like look at some of these concepts in the world, you realize how ridiculous it is that education still does. Does does them. Does them. Does them. Mm. So when I realize, I know totally. Um, And so, so Ed, I'm going to walk you through this metaphor. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. the metaphor on the five more minute video that was released this month is connected to a planning framework called the planning pyramid. I don't even have a visual to show you. So just like. I've got a picture. I'm going to like. I've seen a pyramid once or twice. Okay. So Mm. I'm going to like draw it with my. (laughs) Hand motions. Mm, for okay. the world to not be able to see. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll put it on Instagram later. <laughs> okay, so the planning pyramid is this. Is that... Actually, I'm going to start with what it isn't. Okay, Do you know so what that's it's called? It's not a so, circle then, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's funny. Okay, so... Oftentimes, in education, mm-hmm. we talk about how to teach kids and we talk about where they should be. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, so this is where you should be in grade 10. This is where you should be in grade 4. This is the type of reader you should be in grade 2. And then we kind of compare kids to these benchmarks, and then we work backwards. And the working backwards part isn't the problem. The problem is working backwards, often how it manifests is it's a reductive model. So we take things away and simplify them, mm-hmm. which if you know kids at all, and you will very soon, <laughs> is that if kids can't do something... I don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. And they do exactly what you just did. They shut down and they have, they display behavior because they're like, this sucks. Yeah, it's silly. It doesn't this, make any this, sense. This is dumb. I'm not going to do this. Yep. So uh, an alternative to that is rather than looking at where they should be, just look at where they are and start there so they have early success and then they build on complexity and that's, it's a growth-based mindset instead mm-hmm. of a like a standardized mindset. And so I was thinking about this and and I was just like, Oh, you know where that you see this concept all the time is in like physical activity. And the first thing I thought of was aerobics. Yep. As, as you do. Right. Because I was thinking to myself and you could probably attest to this. I want you to think back to the first day we were together. (laughs) Right. If you go (laughs) memories, memories, um, what I, what, when you think of an aerobics class, I mean, I haven't gone to an aerobics class in a long time, but I can't say I've gone to aerobics class. If you understand the concept of aerobics (laughs) classes, you know, often the, um, I know that when I went to an aerobics class it's because I was feeling really insecure about my body and I didn't Mm -hmm. feel confident, you know, 
lifting weights. And so I wanted something that was fun and something that was accessible. And so in an aerobics class, extra attention is often paid for that entry point because you want people to come back. You don't want it to be too hard. And so they'll be like, okay, everyone start with this move. And if you want it to be more challenging, you can add on something else. You can add on extra block. And I was like, this isn't just aerobics. This is how you operate in your world. Yeah, this is 100% of my life. This is 100% of your life. Yeah. And then I was brought back to the first day we were together. Why don't you give a little synopsis of how what I was like the first day I walked in? <laughs> well, it mainly started with about five minutes of exercise and then about 45 minutes of laying on the ground. <laughs> I felt awful. <laughs> I felt so sick. I'm like, Ed, what are you? I've never had like a personal trainer before. The only reason why I did it is because my wife, Jessica, roped me in. I don't know if she roped you in or just dragged you down. It's very possible. <laughs> and it's more uh, like a su- surprise. <laughs> surprise. You're going to go where see we are. Ed. And actually, there's a few other people that pe- people listening might know. Yes. Uh, so we're going to do a little shout out to Laura. Good old Laura. Good old Laura. Mm-hmm. Laura is a teacher in Richmond who is a very good friend of mine. She goes to see you. Yes. And Jessica's friend, Chelsea. Yes. Who's going to be like a super lawyer extraordinaire. Yep. Is there anyone else? Do you have any other teachers? I guess Uh, it's confidential. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) we have any other teachers. I have a lot of other clients, but no other teachers. Totally. Well, Ed, my friend, is, is really good. And what I like about you, and the more that I've worked with Ed, is that he likes his like sneaky personalization. It's called individualization, I guess. I guess. But it's the a perfect, very interesting fact. The perfect, perfect way to describe you to people is, remember when we Asshole. were- Asshole. Well, yeah, also, but it's sneaky because remember when we were at the gym and another trainer walked out, he's like, I like how you're like kind of a jerk, but in a sweet way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you, right? It's a tasteful rudeness. Totally. Which is actually a really a good strength for your career choice. You could say that. Totally. So then if we go back to that day of me rolling on the ground. Yep. Now- you could have handled that situation in many ways. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. one way might have been, this is not where you should be. Yep. Here. Pick up this. Pick this up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and pick this up. <laughs> yep. And then think, if I can't do it, you're not good enough. Get out. Get out. Go home. Go home. Think about what you've done. Think about, right? And you know what? So many times we think about this, like it's like kids are going to grow by shaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you would have no clients no, but I won't lie, in the past, yeah. that has been one of my methods. Oh, how did that go for you? Usually not as well as mm. working with the client, but it's definitely like a mindset of a lot of trainers is to like yeah, take yeah. the client and then beat Break the hell em. out of them. Yeah. Break them down. Build them up. And then build them back up. Too bad this isn't the US Army. No, it's not. It's general <laughs> populations. <laughs> the general Most people don't enjoy that. Totally. And so, and then I, you made me start doing step ups. Yes, Shell. Ultimately, Shelly's favorite exercise. So, if anybody wants to train Shelly, just make her do step ups. And then I quit coming. Yep, 100%. because okay, have you heard of the term zone of proximal development? I believe this is a Shelly term. This is well, this is an <laughs> educational term that yep. is basically, and it's you're going to totally connect to it, which is the idea of you know we all have this window of of growth. Mm-hmm. If it's too easy, we're not going to move, and if it's too hard, we're not going to move. Yep. Right, and yep. so we have this zone. And, you know, the step-ups were out of the zone. <laughs> they were way out of the zone. <laughs> so then I stopped coming yep. for like a year. Yep. She was apparently too busy. I know. I use that. I use that. Oh, I'm really That's busy. That's what I used to say to people when they asked me if I had a boyfriend. I'm like, who has time? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm too busy. So then in the summer, I got back on track. But then Ed said something to me that got me back in the zone. You said, no more step-ups. 
Yep. Right? Yeah. So there's other ways yeah, to meet the than, same goal. Yeah, there's right? more than one way to do it. And we also realized something. I'm sorry if this is offensive, <laughs> but this is so perfect. So he works with all these people, and he goes to me one day. He's like, Shelly, I think I figured you out. And I'm like, what? He's like, I got to train you like a dude. Yeah, train him like a dude. <laughs> because he realized that the activities that I liked were the <laughs> upper body. Uh, upper body. <laughs> I'm like, Ed, I want big shoulders and a small waist. He's yeah. like, oh, I got to train you like a dude. Yeah. A little bit of legs. Just sprinkle that on. Just enough. Yep. Just enough that she's using them. And And then all all upper upper body. body. I'm like, Ed. Bro down. We bro down. We bro down. (laughs) And now I am like, I can do this. Yeah. I can totally do this. Yeah. We found the method. That works for me. Mm -hmm. Now I can appreciate that this is very individualized to me. And because you're a personal trainer and, you know, people might push back and say, yeah, but we don't have individualized plans for kids. Yeah. But you also do group training. Yes. And so can you talk about like, how does this apply when you think about kind of groups together, these ideas? Yeah. So what we look at when we're training groups is we have say what we would call the big three or the big four exercises. Mm -hmm. We always look towards bench press. We always look towards a squatting motion. We'll always look towards a pulling motion. And then from there, we'll kind of build around that. So if you look at like a squats positioning, an easier progression for that is something like a split squat where they're split. It's a little bit better balance. We did that today. We did that today. <laughs> you can control the motion a little bit more and things like that. So there's always a progression set. So when you're working with a group, in a way, you always want to start with what is the most basic movement possible. Right. Right. And I guess in education, that would be like, what's the concept? Yeah. Like, what's the big idea here? Because within that, you can either make it more or like more complex. But yeah. what's the one thing that everyone has to do? Mm-hmm. And then you individualize it yeah. as opposed to individualizing it for every single person. Yeah. So you build it out from there. So I'd yeah. have like everyone doing split squats, but some people might need to use 20 pounds. Right. Some people might need to use just body weight. And yeah. then we'll build it around that. This is so good. From this is so good because I think this is this kind of goes against a lot of the pushback for inclusion, yep. which is, you know, we don't have time to make individualized programming for every person. And mm-hmm. we don't. We don't have time for no. that. But if you look at this in terms of, okay, so what can everybody do mm-hmm. and then differentiate it as opposed to one person's doing split squats, one person's doing the ropes, which is another activity mm-hmm. I refuse to do. One person is, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, being like, no, 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 what what can everyone do? What does yeah. everyone have in common? What's the big idea? And then personalize it. Yeah, I see this a lot more in nutrition as well, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's very basic concepts that apply to everyone. Yeah. And then from those concepts, you build out what would be someone's <sighs> so plan. true. As opposed to being yeah. like, everyone must fit into this one box. Totally. And then if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work. You'll never be the same, right? You would have no clients. I would have nobody. Because you know what? The first question we ask, and we're taught to ask this question. It's not our fault. But both, you know, I was teaching math. The first thing I was taught to do was to test them and find out what they can't do. Yeah. And in special education, assess the kids, find out what's wrong with them. As opposed to, wait a second, what can they do? It's a total strength-based mindset. Yeah. Like we work with our basics. Yeah. And then we progress from the basics, right? Totally. Like no point jumping in. To the deep end of a pool when you can't swim. <laughs> right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's so funny. Like, it, to make, it makes so much sense in the world, but there's still so many people who think, you know, you have to, you have to earn it. You have to work harder. You yeah. have to, you know, pull up your bootstraps, which I still don't even understand that metaphor, but a lot of people say it. Yeah, my dad would say that. Yeah, totally, yeah. right? Like, you need to, you know, if you're not good enough, then... He would say, pull your socks so, up. Right, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And, you know, I think in, in many places in the world, especially if you have a business, mm-hmm. right? If you operate like that, people aren't just going to come. No one's going to come. No one's going to come. Nope. You know, we work hard enough in our life. If we're going to, like, make the extra effort to be fit, 
We need yeah. support. Yeah. And we need support. Everyone, there's basic rules that work for everyone. Yeah. And then there's more experience, more individualized rules that work yeah. for select groups. Totally. So it's more about let's figure out the basic plan mm-hmm. and then we'll build on from there. Build on from there. Yep. That is the planning pyramid. That is the planning See, pyramid. I knew you'd be good for this podcast. <laughs> okay. So here's the other thing. Cause you asked me a really good question today when I was doing my skiing. Did I ask you a really good question? Yeah, you did. Huh, I you do said, ask okay. questions. You're like, okay, Shelly. <laughs> The podcast is today. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm uncomfortable. Nervous and uncomfortable. But here's my question. You said to me, Shelly, so in the world of Shelly Moore, like, what do you think school should be? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. You're like, I guess I should know this before yeah. I go on the should podcast. Should get some background details. Totally, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I remember we were just talking about, okay, well, and I say this in my presentations too, like, okay, well, let's think about that. What school, what should school be? Yeah. And if you look at kind of back in time, like why school was even created was to meet the demand of the Industrial Revolution, right? Yep. What were the demands of society during that time and how do we recreate those conditions? Mm-hmm. Because there was a demand for the for to where people work in factories. Yep. And so then we were talking about, okay, well, what are the demands of society today? And so what do you think would be the top skills in society today? For me, it's definitely like critical thinking and being mm-hmm. prepared mm-hmm. for any sort of situation and then understanding how to, to navigate to that. navigate through literally the world totally problem like, solving yeah and it was funny because then i told you about the study there was a research study yep the world economic forum ranks the top 10 20 skills of today yeah and they are exactly what you say critical thinking problem solving mm-hmm. um my friend Leighton, he calls it you know like how are we teaching kids to have adaptive expertise That's to be really able good. to like <laughs> adapt to different scenarios and yep. things like that right yep but, like, what about your schooling experience? What was it like for you in Australia? Uh, it was okay. I wasn't the best student in the world. Yeah. I'm Definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed by what they want me to be. But, but uh, I like how you said that. According to whose standard? Yeah. Like, I questioned a lot of stuff, and that was never really right. wanted. It's because you were critically <laughs> thinking. Because I just also <laughs> probably didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I would always ask, like, why, why, why do I have to read this book? Or why do I right, have to do right. this? And then it would be like, I was sitting the hallway. <laughs> Every time, right? Every time. Just get out. <laughs> Do you know, I remember um, I was working with a teacher once, and I was I was the special educator, and I was trying to support, like, collaborate with her. And I asked her, and I'm just like, you know, so what's the next unit coming up? And she goes, Napoleon. And so I kind of sat back, and I'm just like, why are we learning about Napoleon? Yeah. You know? Isn't that ice cream? Well, that's Neapolitan. <laughs> close. <sighs> Maybe in the Australian accent. Uh. It's... <laughs> But, uh, but we were sitting there and we're like, why are we learning about this? We're like, well, it must be in the curriculum. So we went to the curriculum and searched for the word Napoleon. Yeah. Not there. Yeah. You know what else wasn't there? Shakespeare. The Outsiders. Did you read The Outsiders in no. Australia? Well, they wanted us to. Right, right, we had right. To, we had to read a book called Looking for Alibrandi. Oh. But the year that we had to read it, they yeah. made it a movie. Perfect. So I read the back of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is what we're realizing and especially, like, if in British Columbia, you're going to have a little guy or girl. Yeah, little grommet. Or, or a little muffin yeah. that is going to be going to the school system. And so, like, it's, you know, BC specifically has really made efforts to shift their curriculum. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that, you know, as an educator, many teachers didn't grow up in a system like this. They grew up very much in a system that you described, which is yeah. you have to do the same thing. You have to read the same book. Yeah. You have to watch the same movie, <laughs> yeah. read the same DVD. <laughs> read the same book. <laughs> but, like... You know, I think, you know, as we're moving towards this more, like, moving really less away from content to, like, processes. What are the processes we need to navigate the skills? Yeah. Right? And a lot of us don't know how to do that. Like, how do you teach critical thinking? You just throw stuff at kids. You throw stuff at kids. <laughs> <laughs> pull up your socks. Yeah. Pull up your Be critical. Think better. 
totally. And so I think, you know, it's, you know, if we're really going to try and do this, you know, it's school has to change. Yep. And then how do we support teachers to be able to not just shift what they teach, but how they teach. Yep. Right. Cause that's what's, that's what's happening. And one strategy to do that is the planning pyramid. <laughs> Yay. It's sounding a lot like the nutrition pyramid. <laughs> you know, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I sometimes wonder if like, if education was looked at as a business, yep. we would not be doing great. We lose so many clients. (laughs) (laughs) They come, they go. They come, they go. Yeah. You know, and and I always think to myself, like, you know, if this, if this was a small business and Mm -hmm. and we lost a kid for some reason, you know, like they got sent to an alternate school or a specialized program. Like if this were a business, there would be like a full inquiry about how to maintain clients. Yeah. Your referral systems. Referral (laughs) systems. And I'm like. You know, if this is really public education, yeah, we have to serve the public, not just... Yeah, well, in the world of small business, you're yeah. keeping a client is easier than finding new clients. <gasps> oh, <that's> deep. <laughs> Simple, right? Like Keeping a student <laughs> is easier than finding new ones. Yeah. You don't have to go looking. It's already at your doorstep. Yeah, that's like a t-shirt that needs to be made. <laughs> you see why I love this guy? We talk about nothing, and then it nothing. makes the hour go real fast. Yeah, and she's done 20 step-ups. She doesn't even know. I hate step-ups. <laughs> I've realized I hate increasing my heart rate. Yep. But then again, as bad as it sounds, so do I. <gasps> oh, I hate it. You know, Kate, this mm-hmm. actually reminds me of another thing we talked about today. Okay. Because in our conversation about what education should be, yeah. right, we were saying how, you know, there's a misunderstanding that moving to skills and differentiation means that we're only working on things that we're good at. Yep. As opposed to, no, 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 we're using the things we're good at. To build the things we're not good at. Yep. And so, like, both of us hate raising our heart rates. Hate it. And both of us hate working on our legs. Yes. But it well, um... Well, okay, me, me more than you. You, definitely. I don't mind it. <laughs> because it's all about the booty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like your booty. Mm, nobody wants totally. a flat butt. I'll slide straight off chairs. Right? Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Socially motivated. I yeah. get it. Um, but, you know, even though legs are hard for me and mm-hmm. raising my heart rate is hard hard for me and I would prefer to do other activities. If you look at the whole system of balance, we still need to work on those things. Yeah. But like you said, once you figured out how I work in terms of training, yeah. you know, you do enough to keep moving forward. Yeah. But like, then you focus on your strengths. Yeah. If you hate doing it, let's do the minimal amount we need to to keep right? it going. And then <sighs> makes so much sense. we'll focus a little bit more on the stuff that you love. Totally. It's like when we design the program, we yeah. always focus on what does the client need? Yeah. More than anything at the start. Yeah. Then we look at what does the client want uh-huh. as our second series. And then the end, we kind of look at what does the client enjoy? <gasps> That's good. Right? So we get our basics out of the way. We build what we need to build. The second step is like they're having a little bit of fun. And then at least by the end of the session, they're like, that was really fun. We did some stuff in love. And they really only remember the stuff they finished with. That's so true. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because like I'm I'm trying to write this book right now. It's Mm -hmm. killing me. Because you know what's like my legs? Writing. Yeah. You know, it's like my upper body. Talking. I could talk all day. You love. No you do love talking. No anxiety whatsoever. Love a chat. Talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I think to like what's really difficult for me, I mean, I can do it, but I hate it, and that's yeah. writing, which is kind of important in my line <laughs> of work. Um, but in this book that I'm trying to get out, we're talking about you know the other thing is often when we're trying to get to know our learners or getting to know our clients. Yeah. You know, like how you describe needs, wants. Yeah. 
strengths or interests, right? Yep. Those are three dimensions that we, we're trying to advocate for for kids. But if you look at what, what people need, what they want, and what they enjoy, those are, aren't things you can really change about a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are things that just are a part of who they are. But often when we try and get to know students, we're not looking for who they are. We're looking for what they aren't. Yep. And so I think like even if we started thinking about kids from that dimensional perspective, like you can't change someone's dimensions. Yeah, no. Like when someone asks me how tall I am, I never say what I'm not. Well, I'm not six two. Well, exactly. <laughs> like I've never said that. Can that you wasn't imagine? the question. Totally. Can you imagine if like <laughs> just picturing all these dating profiles? No, totally. <laughs> what are you not? Yeah. What aren't you? I'm not six four. Right? Or what are you not looking for? That actually might be a really Probably good app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I know what I don't want all the time. <laughs> I, right? I was just listening to CBC, and I, I sometimes listen to it, and I don't know if it's real or not. Like, because it's, like, almost too ridiculous. Yeah. But not ridiculous enough to be fake. So I still don't know. So they were talking about It's like this, Ripley's Believe It or Not. No, totally. <laughs> and it was this candidate in in Winnipeg mm-hmm. who has this, who is the, the person, like, who is the MP right now, and he is actually canvassing for people to not vote for him because he realized that he's not good at his job. Well, at least he's honest. (laughs) He's going door to door saying, don't vote for me. I don't know what I'm doing. And now that's almost not ridiculous enough to not believe it. I know. I kind of like, no, I know. So I'm like, CBC, was that real? All I know is I'm like, well, maybe it was a this or that episode, but then they're like, that was just a special edition. And I'm like, oh. So it's real? I don't know. (laughs) I have to Google it. I haven't had a chance to be like, MP. And so if you're listening to this in from Winnipeg, tell me if this is a real story or not, because I'm like, I don't know. Because they were kind of joking about it. And I'm like, I still can't tell. It sounds real, though. Like, it sounds (laughs) like I could see it happening. He says that he was in a, a debate and was listening to the other people debate, and he realized how much smarter they were than him. And he's like, I don't smart enough to do this he's like i don't know enough about climate change i'm quitting but he couldn't quit because he's sitting he's the sitting mp oh my goodness so (laughs) i forget what the point of that was oh where are we going what are you not yeah dimensions Mm. right and Mm -hmm. how much more powerful it is to make a plan for someone yeah if we look at what they are and what they bring in what their strengths are well i can't design a program on someone by what they can't do It sounds so obvious. It's like I can't write a program for someone who can't do a squat. It's like, okay, but what can they actually do? Oh, then (laughs) you could be a teacher. I don't think I'd be good, but. (laughs) (laughs) I bet the kids would love you. Well, we wouldn't get anything done. Well, in in our own (laughs) way. So can can I tell the world about my favorite story about you? Yeah. Okay, so as you know, Ed's from Australia. Born and raised. And he's covered in tattoos. I have one or two. One or two, but they're fun. They're like, one of his tattoos is a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, because they're delicious. Everybody loves grilled Everyone cheese sandwiches. Everyone loves them. But one day, we're working out, and I'm like, Ed, is that a BC Lions tattoo? Oh. <laughs> now, if you are not in Canada, we have this little miniature football league that oh. has like what four teams in it I think called it's got six now doesn't six it? teams yeah well back in the day there was two teams with the same like team name oh i know so that's making sense oh i know and so it's called the cfl the canadian football league and a lot yeah. of like american football players will come play in the cfl yeah. so before they make I actually had a really good friend once whose yeah. whose husband played in the cfl well the rock played in the cfl I didn't even know that. For Calgary, yeah. He played, I think he played no one game way. against BC or he didn't get on the field or something. Perfect. But perfect. he was a CFLian. And then we have these like CFLian. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amazing. So I look and I'm like, Ed, you know, I never took you for like a CFL fan. And don't get me wrong, the CFL's lovely. But I mean, of all the... I mean, I don't even think the BC Lions are that good. They're not. And so, and so I'm like, why? Do you have a BC Lions? I'm going to post it on Instagram. What the heck do you have a BC Lions tattoo on your ankle for? His ankle. Yeah, it's very visible. Okay, tell them the story. So we went to a BC Lions game. Shout out to my good friend, Dane Warren, for this. Woo! Because uh, he was sitting next to me. And I stupidly made the bet. Nobody else. <laughs> of the, the, they're so, They were so terrible at the time. Yeah. They were playing Montreal and they hadn't won a game. So they were like, I think they were 0-6 or something like that. And Montreal was 6-0 and and just like smashing everyone. Yeah, yeah. And we sat down. We were in the biggest area of BC Lions fans I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, all right, here's the bet. If the BC Lions win, I'll get a BC Lions tattoo. And I looked Dane straight in the eyes. I was like, if Montreal wins, you get a Montreal Alouettes tattoo. Yeah. He 100% didn't take the bet. Yeah. But I stood tall. Being the stupid he Australian that I am. He didn't even take the t- bet. That was, it was literally just me. Oh, Ed. It, it gets worse, doesn't it? Uh, the Lions won 41-3. <laughs> Montreal didn't even score a touchdown. We just sat there. The for, universe was not in your favor no that way. day. I think we sat there for three hours just getting absolutely chewed apart by everybody in the crowd. You? Yeah. Are the worst. I am absolutely <laughs> going to take a picture of that tattoo. I it's, mean, at least if it was like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you'd well, have a fan base. We drove for, across Canada um, years ago, and I yep. had just got the tattoo. We stopped in Saskatchewan to get to get gas. Yeah. I get out of the car and fill in the car up. <laughs> Some random guy walks up and dumps a Slurpee on my head. Awesome. And yells, Rough Riders rule. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. If there's anything... <laughs> That for CFL does right, it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They are like fans for life. It's because they've literally got nothing else. Well, it's true. They've got no other sports well, teams. Well, I mean, unless you can count, count like farming as a sport. Can you though? Well, I'm sure they the do. The sport of farming. I was in uh, a small town in Winnipeg this week. Well, yesterday actually. <laughs> and they were saying how like the harvest is so late, they're going to cancel Thanksgiving. Are you serious? Yes! Does that I mean we're not getting we're getting pumpkins? Oh no no, we get Thanksgiving. They don't get Thanksgiving because they're going to be harvesting. They got to work through Thanksgiving. They got to work through Thanksgiving. I'm like, just make it the next weekend. I mean, shouldn't they just push Thanksgiving back? Well, that's what I would say, but you know, maybe that's not the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a farmer. Don't I don't know these things. In? Sorry, farms aren't Sorry. done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, at least if the council's for them, it should council for us too. Yeah, I think the whole world should suffer. Right. Well, the whole world of Canada, because. <laughs> <laughs> We don't celebrate Thanksgiving. See, this is how this is what we do is we banter. We yeah. banter. We've okay, gone completely and, off topic. I know, I love it. But you know what? It's easy. That's, that's the best part of podcasts. You this go this you way, you go this to. way, and then we get back on track. Okay. Yeah. My last question for you. Yes. So you're gonna be a new dad soon. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you think about school for this little Yep. What are you calling him again? Grommet. Grommet. This He's little grommet. grommet. Yeah, it's Australian terms. <laughs> what is that an animal? No, it's a small surfer. Like a grommet is a young... Oh, a surfer! A young surfer would be called a surfer. Grommet. But then it's just kind of molded into anyone under a the grommet. age of like 12. Okay, so a little grommet is coming. Yeah. And if you think about their schooling experience to come, mm-hmm. what are kind of the big rocks for you that you really want them to like? What do you want them to... What do you want school to be like for them? I want them to have a good time and learn the things that are, are important to life yeah. and hopefully guide them to where, to a career that they love and something yeah. that they're passionate about. More it's than almost anything. like you want them to have their needs met. 
They're yes. wants met. I would say that. And their interest met. <laughs> Surprising. That could yeah. be like a life slogan. Yeah, we should put that on a t-shirt. Done. Yeah. Going to business. Yeah, just make t-shirts. Oh, yeah. slogans. Inclusive schooling t-shirts. Right? Mm-hmm. We could just go on and on and yeah. on. Days. Well, you have an appointment. You have another training person coming in. Yes, I'm heading to go and teach a class. Oh, you're going to teach a group. <laughs> yeah, got a group class. Some big ideas. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, blowing yeah. up. Blowing <laughs> it up. Um, I'm going to go get a foot massage. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we were arguing today if... Um, it's possible for 40-year-olds to get growing pains. Yeah, it's not. Guys, it's not. I think it is. I get growing pains all the time. No, it drives Jessica nuts. Sit- sitting pains is what we call those. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to go get a foot massage. Mm. Um, and then I get to go home. Yeah. I, I got to, to work home. until 8 p.m. tonight. Oh, man. But that's all right. The other thing I want to let the world know is that Ed has a giant dog. Yes, I do. She's 120 pounds. Yeah, she's a mastiff. Yeah. Her name is Helen. Archibald. Helen Archibald. Yeah. So I'm going to take a little picture of Helen Archibald for everyone to see. Oh, you guys are lucky. Oh, she's so, she's so soft. Coconut oil, you see? Yes. So she, you can trick. thank Samantha, my, my amazing partner. Yeah. That coconut oil after you yeah. wash your dog, softest fur you'll ever softest touch. Softest fur you'll ever touch. Yeah. Well, I'll show you a picture of Helen Archibald. Yes. Totally. And I want to thank you for chatting with me today, Ed. Thanks for having me. I was, you know what? Yeah, it's great. It's so easy, right? Yeah. You were so nervous for no reason so at nervous. all. I'm so nervous. Sweat- my palms were sweaty. I love it so much. Okay, my friend. This is uh, this is Shelly and Ed signing off. Peace out, world. See you later. Isn't he so great? Oh my goodness. I just love him so much. He has become such a great friend. Um, both him and his partner Sam um, are, are two people that we quite, quite enjoy hanging out with. And he makes me work. So I mean, it's like double benefit, a good friend. And he helps raise my heart, heart rate. So um, he's so good. But you know, even as I as I re-listen to that um, episode and just our conversation, you know, the more I'm just reminded, like this, this whole concept of, you know, starting with success and building on it just sounds so obvious and if you think about um any there was a time and I think working out is such a good example because working out is hard and you know if we don't have early success then we're we're definitely not going to continue so it's such a it's such a neat connection and I think you know there's a lot of kids out there who you know they need they need that early success if they're going to continue and so really you know just those how Ed put it so nicely if he's thinking about his clients you know, you got to start where everyone start with what everyone can do, and then you can personalize it, and then you can add on complexity. And I love when he's just like, "If I did it any other way, I just wouldn't have any clients," and it's just so true. Um, one of my favorite quotes that he said today was, uh, "There's no point in jumping into the deep end if you can't swim. It makes no sense." And and I and I love that. But you know, I can I can think of people in my life who would think that that's how you learn to swim is by throwing kids in the deep end. And I think that that's a mentality that's, you know, is, is still very much present in education. And I think, you know, no one's going to be harmed by being taught how to swim. I mean, some kids might learn to swim by jumping them in and through the trauma of almost drowning, but I just don't think it's just not necessary and, and can kids can be harmed by that. And so, you know, why not just play it safe and just be like, let's just, Start where everyone can be successful. Start in the shallow end. You know, we can always get to the deep end. Um, Ed is just so great, and I just really hope you enjoyed enjoyed our, our chat today. I'm trying to think. There was one more thing that I wrote down that I really liked. Um, just that whole thing about, like, how if we look at what everyone's needs are, what their wants are, and what their, what their interests are, I think, 
you know, like that's that's basically what we're talking about right now in terms of student dimension and how do we get to know our students so we can plan for them. That's basically it. Like, what do they need? What are they good at? And what do they love? Um, and uh, I think I'm just going to end today with just this last quote from him that says, I can't design a program for someone by what they can't do. And, you know, I, I hold that one close to my heart because there's a lot of programs out there that are designed exactly the opposite. They're designed based on what kids can't do. And so, you know, I think if we all kind of think about that and reflect on that a little bit and kind of think about programs or groups in our schools and think, you know, it's sometimes not the groups that are the problems, but the criteria for them. And, you know, is there a way that we can kind of push against some of those, you know, very, very historical barriers that are really quite inequitable to say, you know, how do we kind of really, really review some of the criteria that we have for groupings? Because um, I just, I think there's, there's just, there's just, there's a better way where kids don't have to feel like they have to fail all the time. So we are, we are, that, that's what this framework is really, really useful for is, is, you know, building up. Um, the last thing I want to kind of bring up is someone did ask me a really good question today. And um, this question comes up a lot often when I'm presenting and that's that whole idea of, um, and I, I hate to say it, but you're going to know what I mean is like, are we dumbing down curriculum by doing this? And, and I hate that, but I think, you know, there's this assumption that if we make things accessible, then it's a disservice to people who need challenge. And I think it's really important to know that making something accessible isn't a disservice to anyone unless we stay there. And the planning pyramid is not about starting excessively and not moving it's about starting and then moving so you know no one's going to be harmed by review no one's going to be harmed by you know extra teaching around a concept and so you know even for our learners who are absolutely gifted starting from access is not going to hurt them as long as we keep going and so this is a strategy that is really aligned to to that to that um, metaphor of the bowling pins too like if you can start from access you know you're going to get to the other side but it's so much easier to do that than by starting in the middle and starting to go backwards which is picking off the bacon bits so one other question that I got that is, I think is also important to, t to let you know is that um, I got a few emails from people saying, yeah, no, we get it intellectually. This totally makes sense. But what does this look like in math? What does this mean? And so um, for those of you who don't know, um, this podcast will also there'll be a video strategy attached to um, to that video. So. I'm planning on for that to come out next Monday, which will be a video strategy looking at curricular examples of the baked potato or the planning pyramid as it's called, but I'm gonna include baked potato visuals for you to help us. But so if you're interested in seeing what this looks like in practice, uh, stay tuned for that. I will release that on Twitter and on Facebook and you can get it on the five more minutes website. But so don't worry friends, it's coming. And I also have lined up another podcast interview with a teacher who um, is really, really great at this strategy. So we have some time to talk to her about what she does um, to make this work for her kids and the teachers that she works with. So um, thanks everybody for listening. Go eat your baked potatoes. Keep sending me pictures of your baked potato challenge. I love to see them. It also uh, gives me like ideas of what to ask Jessica for dinner. So um, you guys are great. Thank you for celebrating a year of podcasting with me and um, I'll see you in a week. The Five More Minutes podcast is hosted by Shelley Moore and produced by Paul Marsden. Ma Madsen? Madsen. Madsen. <laughs> you can find Five More Minutes on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and wherever you get your great podcasts. Oh, you're so good at this. Smooth. <laughs>